Welcome to Queer Longing, a podcast where we discuss and explore everything that we're longing for and living for in our queer community. I'm Olivia Taylor. And I'm Lucy Cecil. Olivia, how are we today? Well, I think we're okay. I think we're, I think we're okay and I think it's fine. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> I remember that reminds me of um, when we were at uni. I don't remember if this was you as well. I feel, I feel like it was, but always used to use the phrase, people would be like, oh, how are you? would be like, oh, average to poor. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, that was. <laughs> I feel like it's having a resurgence in this 2020. Um, yes, absolutely fine. Nothing to complain about, really. Nothing to report. <laughs> what have you been up to for the past week? Um, what have I been up to? Um, hmm. <laughs> well, I did something that I haven't actually done in ages, which is maybe have one or two drinks, Lucy. Did you? So, on Friday, I did have between three to four big beers. That's so many! <laughs> yes, I know. And most of those were drunk when I was on FaceTime to you on Friday night. Yeah. Um, but then after that, I, uh, I ordered a takeaway from Deliveroo. Stunning. Um, but I was more focused on just like having the big beers. And I didn't remember, I had no recollection of having ordered this, this takeaway until um my phone rung and the guy was outside with the takeaway so i have to say it was a very nice surprise to be greeted with this mystery takeaway that i'd completely forgotten ordering because i was just like having a party for one basically wow. and i'd ordered chi- i'd ordered chicken and chips which is something that i would never order on a takeaway normally yes interesting choice i was gonna say what did you order that's a really interesting choice i, I think it really um speaks to 2020 uh that nearing the end of 2020 that um you managed to sort of that getting drunk now is both like thinking about ordering and completely forgetting that you've ordered a takeaway all in the space of the time of like it takes for a takeaway to come like I can't believe you forgot about it that is uh that's impressive but what that is a nice surprise was it nice chicken and chips it was nice yeah Very it good. was nice so that that was fab and then um a lot of the rest of the time I have been helping my mum get ready for her online Christmas fair sale the the apex of which is happening this Friday Woo. so um there's there's been a lot going on in the household to prepare for this auspicious event which normally as we've said before you are a part of in normal times so yeah I've just been doing that it's helping me to feel extra Christmassy I like having tasks like cutting out laminated baubles and sticking things on other things so it's quite nice let the sort of crafty element of my personality shine through and sort of channel those primary school vibes as much as possible at this time very nice. Yeah, keeping your hands busy. I too this weekend had two beers, which is more than the amount of beers I usually have in one row, and felt the effects the next morning in a way that I really shouldn't have done. And <laughs> was like, oh God, okay. But I feel like I need to maybe like, uh, it, my, me and my sister were saying, if this is what we're like now, what are we going to be like at Christmas when we, you know, notoriously probably have a bit more to drink than you maybe would normally? And we were like, God, we're going to be like, absolutely dead all the time so we're gonna have to be a bit careful I think but that's fine well it is interesting because I was thinking about this in terms of 
2022. So a couple of weddings that I was invited to for this year got changed to 2021, which have now got changed to 2022. And I think 2022 is going to be the real year of all the bits, like all the weddings, all the parties, all of the big occasions, and they're all going to be crammed into 2022. That is my prediction. And I just think it's going to be an absolute wild ride because I think gone are the days that people are going to take these things for granted and we're not going to have any people who skulk away from the work party early or make up a bit of an excuse and flake out. I think it's going to be quite a scary level of commitment from everyone. And you know those nights that I feel like they get sort of rarer and rarer the older you get um, in, in a sense where where everyone is just like really, really up for it, like so up for the night out. Like I feel like a lot of the time there's, always someone who's like not that up for the night out but you know there's nights when everyone just loves it yes I feel like it's gonna be that yeah I think that it is like probably I'm in two minds I think it's either gonna be I think it's initially gonna be like that definitely and it's either gonna go one of two ways like it's gonna last like quite a long time for some people and I think for some people they're gonna get burnt out so quick and they're gonna be like no (laughs) and like sign off which is either way totally fine I personally believe that it's going to be an absolute wild ride and I can't wait. But, you know, we'll we'll see when it comes to 2022. (laughs) Well, let me tell you, this is how much I miss a night out. And it was was perfectly encapsulated in um, a moment I experienced yesterday, which I didn't mention until today. I don't think. I mean, I can't remember anything anymore. But I was out for a run at lunchtime. And then in the last couple of minutes of the run... Um, I keep being served these absolute bangers. It's like the algorithm knows that I need it to get through the last couple of minutes. So earlier on in the week, I had Babylon, which really helped um, by Lady Gaga. If you haven't listened to it, please do. Absolute banger of the ages. And so sad that we never got to dance to that in the club at all this year. But hopefully 2022 is going to happen. But funnily enough, and we've talked about this on the podcast many, many times, but as I was... Um, in inverted commas slash also in real life running up that hill the last song that I heard on my run yesterday was Rita Ora Ritual (gasps) oh Olivia (laughs) I know and I finished um, I finished the run and it was like halfway through the song so instead of like stopping like I couldn't bear to stop it because I was like so in the moment like fully welled up thinking about how good the song was that I just like pretended to do some like warm down stretches on the drive so I could like listen to it to the end that is how much I want to be on a night out I've done the exact same thing with the exact same song in the car where I've like pulled in, but I've just sat in the car and listened to it to the end because I have to do have to do it full justice of listening to the full song. Oh, that song is like, you know, Olivia, uh, I can't think of a better like um, analogy, but if we were to get married, that would be like our first dance. <laughs> it would. It would. And an emotional scene it would be. Uh, well, that is um, stunning. It's nice to um, still feel the remnants of a night out, even though we can't have them, I suppose. What about Escape, though? Where would that come in? I feel like that's a good romantic song. That's also a good song of ours. That would be a really great dance. Down the Aisle? (laughs) Yeah. Down the Aisle to Escape by Enrique Iglesias. (laughs) First dance ritual. Yeah, ritual can be the one where, like, we do a dance, but then after, like, 30 (laughs) seconds, we're like, everybody, come on the stage. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Come on, join us. What are you doing? Why are you still sitting down? (laughs) Yeah, and everyone will be on the stage because it's 2022. Yeah. So, okay, well, Absolutely. you have exactly two years to fall in love with me, so get ready. <laughs> 
quick, quick. Um, oh, and I mean, I already know the answer to this and it's our impending nuptials in two years, but what are you living and longing for, Lucy? <laughs> so as is sometimes my want and um, has happened previously on the podcast, I've got a joint living and longing because, you know, like it fits into both categories. Um, and, uh, you know, why not? Sometimes I can't think of everything. <laughs> so I am living and longing for the fact that we are going to, with another friend of ours, join up and watch Dolly Parton's Christmas on the Square on Friday night. That is my longing for <laughs> as well. <laughs> I thought it might be. I mean, it's the only thing we have, so. Yeah, the only thing in my diary that is, yeah, yeah. Um, penciled in. Although I am, um, I am going to be watching Happiest Season with Laura and Carrie of Queer Longing Podcast fame, diva editor, and um, her wife Sarah at the weekend as well. So um, it's going to be a bumper nice. weekend of queer Christmas, hopefully classics. Yes, I have um, yet to actually really go into Chris, step into Christmas, um, and I'm all for it, but I've just not been quite ready. But this weekend is the weekend where I will fully, full blown, going to have my playlist on 24 7 gonna watch all the christmas films etc um so yes i'm very much looking forward to that we're gonna use uh what was called netflix party now called telly party <laughs> oh yeah so i don't understand what this is and can we use this on friday i believe we can because christmas on the square is on netflix so, so what, um, what is what, what is it and do, do our faces come up on the telly i'm confused no so all it is is like it you one of you like invites the other people to watch whatever you want to watch and you send a link with an invite and it's got it's connected to whatever you're watching um and then it the people press on it and they literally get netflix comes up and it starts the film for everybody and if anyone pauses it pauses for everyone or you know anything it's like synchronized and then it just has a chat bar on the side so you can just chat or or if you want more than just chatting then you can run and zoom at the same time i guess it's how people are doing that that's what I've seen. So, yeah. But there's something quite nice about the, um, like, j- just chatting sometimes because I, f- I feel like, um, I don't know if other people feel like this during 2020, et cetera, that being on, like, a phone, like, a video call can feel quite, like, demanding. Like, you feel like you have to yeah. be very... You have to look at them and chat to them. And yeah. it would make me feel self-conscious as well because I want to, like, lie down with my, with my big beers and my popcorns and not, like, be in any bad angles on a Zoom. So Yes, exactly, same. Whereas with this, you get the thing of not being, like, alone watching a film. You're still watching with your mates or whoever, but you um, don't have to, like, constantly be on. Yeah. So you can just be like, blah, 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 and say funny jokes you can or always zoom after to like do a review debrief yeah (laughs) yeah great good idea Um, yeah, so that is what I'm living and longing for. And I suppose that's what you're longing for as well. But what are you living for? I am living for, Lucy, the specificity around Christmas decorations. What I mean by this is, you know, in the past, you had your gold baubles, you had your red baubles, you had your <laughs> silver baubles, <laughs> you had, you had you your green baubles. You your... <laughs> yeah, you've got your star, you've got your angel, you've got your Christmas tree. But now, now, it's a whole new level so hopefully by the time yeah hopefully by the time this has gone out i will have already given these presents so it'll be fine but i got for example i got laura really loves peanut butter so i got her a peanut butter christmas decoration of a little peanut butter jar um i got my friend's baby 
um, a little like Christmas tree that says I am vegan because they're a vegan family. <laughs> I got my stepsister a pineapple because she loves pineapples and um you can get you can get like chinese takeaway you can get a tv dinner i saw a prawn skewer um, on paper chase earlier today and really any specific desire proclivity leaning you can get a bauble for that you really can yes no the breadth of baubles in this the year of our lord 2020 is um amazing and like you said any any uh, any any stroke for any folk can be hung up on a tree. And that is that's a nice thing, isn't it? <laughs> I think so. And um yeah, I just I just want them to get so specific, more and more specific as the years go on, that you know, for any any desire, any hobby, any interest, you can get a bauble for it. And oh, just yeah. think that's that's great. You I, I enjoy the prospect of a very bespoke Christmas tree experience. So um, that that appeals to me in a big way, and I just like it when specific things exist. You know? Oh yeah, definitely. It's 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 it is fun to see. So as I'm sure the listeners are gagging to hear uh, what has been said on the beat this week, Olivia Taylor. What you've got your ear to the ground of the beating drum of the news of 2020. What's been happening in queer news and bits? Please let us know. Well, the first big um, positive news for this week, Lucy, I'm sure um, everyone knows this already, but it bears repeating because it is um, some lovely news, which is that Scotland has become the first nation to provide free period products for all. Yes, very good. So Scotland's become the first country to provide universal access to period products. And this comes after a four year long campaign, which has fundamentally shifted public discourse around menstruation. So um, the period products free provision Scotland Act um, passed unanimously through its final stage last week. So it places a legal duty on local authorities to make period products available for all of those who need them. So it's building on work of um, of other councils who've been providing free tampons and sanitary towels in public buildings. And it's estimated that people who have periods spend an average of £13 a month on period products and several thousand pounds over a lifetime. So when you think of it across the course of a lifetime, it's it's massive. So to be able to feel supported in this way and that it's you know a a human right to have access to these things I think is an amazing standard to be setting absolutely um and like you know as we've talked about before on the podcast and stuff about period politics and stuff like that it any move in this sort of direction goes towards like demystifying and you know moving towards people being able to just talk about uh, periods etc um because they are you know a fact of many people's lives and uh i'm yeah i for one big thumbs up to scotland nice work and i hope that other governments take on board these actions and decide to do it for themselves as well i agree and i suppose um, the biggest news of the past week is the new christmas bubbling rules that have been put into place over the past couple of days which will allow three different families to bubble up for five days over the Christmas period so Lucy have you have you sorted out your plans for Mrs Christmas this year (laughs) where will you be what will you be doing well yeah my my sort of plan was always to probably be at my parents house which is where I sort of 
envisage myself probably bunkering down for most of winter so uh yeah i'll be at my parents house and um i think my sister who i'm staying with now will be coming with the kids so that should be a nice time and there's a lot of chat around the bubbling rules and you know whether or not these things should happen or shouldn't happen and you know what people should be doing or shouldn't be doing but i think you know people were pretty much going to do what they were going to do anyway and as you said before when we were chatting about this putting in some sort of rules might even curb some people who might have done some like met, met up with more people than before when there were no rules so yeah we'll, we'll see how it plays out <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's so it's so hard isn't it but um it's at the very least nice to know that hopefully some people will be able to be seeing some people who they haven't been able to see all year so um hopefully it is a good thing and the the right decision but yeah it's definitely we're operating in a very imperfect system of course but um you know as many people as can see me turn 31 the better Amen. And um, from bubbling to the music desk. So the great news that has come to light this week, and it was the same last last year, to be honest, is that a whole host of LGBTQ plus artists are already dominating the Grammys for 2021. So um, some some amazing queer musicians have swept the nominations this week. So we've got um, the likes of Phoebe Bridges, Brittany Howard, um, and lots. I think I think if you remember last year, um, Lil Nas X cleaned up, Tyler the Creator. So it's you know really just showing that queer creatives are reigning supreme all over the Grammys and making it all the better for it. So I think that that's really great news. And in other music news, it's very important to note that the Frog Destroyers are releasing a new album. How do you feel about that? They are. A whole album. Wow. Is it a Christmas album? <laughs> I don't think it is, judging from the cover. The cover ah. doesn't look particularly festive. Um but it 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 could be. It could be. It maybe needs a bit more investigation. Um I can't say that I've I've delved too deeply, but I do know that they're releasing an album. So Wow. That's that's, that's some news for the for the music desk. It is, isn't it? Um, yeah, I mean, I wish them all all the best, the best of luck. I'd be very intrigued to hear um, every single track on that album. And now to turn to the music news of our very own hot desk. Um, what is your track of the week, Olivia? So this week, Lucy, my track of the week comes from a Canadian duo that we both love. It could be no other than Partner. I think, yeah, they're they're one of they're one of the bands that we saw before things went weird last year. I can't remember when we saw them now, but it yeah, felt was like it December last year, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I I don't know. What, God, what who knows? <laughs> but um. It was before it was before this new album um, that they've just released. I think they might have played one or two songs from it, but um, the new album is called Never Give Up. And I was listening to it last night. And um, I mean, I think you're probably similar to me in this sense of like, you know, when you're cooking, like cooking and now running are probably the only things I do where like I'm just sort of in the zone of that thing and just like enjoying that 
that thing. Yeah. And cooking is that. And like, I can just like have a podcast on or have music on. And it's just like time for me to just focus on the task at hand kind of thing without sort of juggling multiple things in my, in my head. So last night I was doing that and I was like cleaning the kitchen. I was cooking a nice risotto and I thought I will listen to this new album from start to finish because I think it's such a treat to listen to an album from beginning to end. It's definitely something I do a lot less now. So I was listening to it and I'm not going to lie to you, Lucy, I was vibing. I was vibing quite a lot. Um, vibing so much that um, my neighbour next door saw me and decided it would be the perfect time to come and knock on the door and give me some Christmas jumpers. (laughs) And she was like, I could see you were having a great time. So I decided to come over and give you these things. (laughs) I was just like, so embarrassed because I was definitely just like dancing around the kitchen um, to this album. Nowhere is sacred these days. But um, anyway, the track that I would like to recommend from the album is called, (laughs) and the album's called Never Give Up. And the track I would like to recommend is called Big Gay Hands. Perfect. Such a partner name for a song. Yes. And I think that they're so good at kind of really honing in on the kind of funny specificities of queer life and almost like memeable aspects of it. Yes, definitely. Um, Definitely. And this is basically what that song is about. And um, being out on a Friday night in like some queer bar and seeing someone who has those like specifically like queer hands. <laughs> <laughs> we, we know what you're talking about. Um, yes, they, they absolutely do do that. Like, you know, they had, they have that song that's about like looking like Ellen Page. And then they have that other song about like falling in love with a girl in your gym class. Like, yeah, they, they know how to uh, hone in on the, uh, <laughs> what the yeah. some would say maybe like sort of stereotypes or like I don't know what yeah what those are they're like, like I know it's it's, what it's the hard word is it? for that it's hard isn't it because I, I I wanted to say that like you know here on Queer Longing we don't agree with stereotypes like yeah that's, no that's not where it's at but I think this is slightly different to that it's just more of kind of like a broad shared experience that people can kind of like bond over or find quite funny like within within a queer community um yeah and I, this is definitely one of those things it's definitely not in any way derogatory in fact it's the total opposite it is to be 100 percent celebrated when you see someone with um some great queer hands so um so big gay hands is basically what that is all about and i was just i, I was just laughing i thought it was really funny and um it's just a funny good song so oh, that yeah. is my recommendation for this week and yeah enjoy the rest of the album it definitely has some other absolute bangers they did play um i think they did play this when they were in manchester do you remember the song that they play called rock is my rock yes i think so yeah yeah that was um, funny. <laughs> yeah and it's about just like rock music being like their their jam so rock is my rock and also they have one which i thought was quite funny that's called roller coasters brackets life is one and ain't <laughs> Ain't it just? Yeah, they speak speak the truth. Yeah, I've not actually listened to that album yet. I saw that it um, was out and then I saw that you were listening to that song. It's like, oh, I need to listen to that. So yeah, I definitely will hopefully do. Maybe I'll do some vibing in the kitchen um, and some neighbours who I don't know can come over and give me something. <laughs> yeah, I, I highly, highly recommend it. Maybe without the neighbour, but um, just, yeah, listen to it and enjoy. Um, what is your track of the week 
this week? So my track of the week comes from eternal iconic Huns and uh, doers of no wrong Little Mix, who have recently, past a couple of weeks, maybe a couple of weeks ago, they released their new album Confetti, um, which is just full of absolute bangers. I feel like they've really like hit the ground running, come back and like done like a really banging album. Like it has a really like sort of noughties R and B feel, which I really like, um, like pop R and B feel. And I can't get enough of one of the songs off the album, which is uh, called um, Happiness. And it's just such a bop. It does like all the great things of like a pop song and it's everything you want to hear and more. And, you know, I uh, love to hear it. Their album also, uh, <laughs> very funny that you said a mention a song on the partner album with brackets because there's a song on this album, which I had to mention, which is called A Mess, brackets, happy for you. <laughs> like happy with a four and a year which i just thought is a perfect name for a song why is Um, it so much funnier when song titles have brackets i don't know but i think it's because like it's it's it feels i think it always feels like it's got to be like a bit of a joke and like they sort of whoever's doing it is doing it like knowingly like a bit tongue-in-cheek so always good yeah so that's my track of the week but i did just want to mention that um i don't know if you've heard or you know i think it was last week uh announced that jesse nelson from little mix is taking sort of like an indefinite break from the band uh for now uh due to personal health reasons um and just wanted to mention that and say that you know we hope that she's all right and uh that she will continue to thrive as a lovely hun because she is one oh that's sad i didn't know that i love jesse yeah. she's my favorite one yeah i know so i mean we talked about her before on the podcast um when i think uh when her documentary came out and yeah i just uh hope that she's all right um i think she hasn't released any sort of statement from herself yet but um hopefully she's doing all right it's a sad thing to hear that you know somebody feels like they need to take a indefinite break from something so uh is that is that what, is that what they've said that like she's basically left so she wasn't on like the final of the little mix the search which is like a show yeah. they've had recently um and that i was, watched that oh did you yeah because she had yeah. for health reasons um and then from after that point they then released a thing saying that she's take, taken and well from what i saw it was like uh she's taken leave from the band for now as it were you know but whether that means forever or whether that means for a bit it's hard to say isn't it um like you never know so uh but yeah i just hope she's all right because that's really shitty uh that if she's if she's not doing so well yeah well sending a lot of love and best wishes to jesse so olivia what have you been consuming this week aside from uh partner's new album what any tv you've been uh, listening any tv you've been watching that you would like to recommend well, I've started the Sky Atlantic series, The Undoing, which I am absolutely loving. I don't know if you've heard of this or have watched any of it at all. I literally saw a thing about it today and was like, that looks good. I should put that on my list. So I'm very intrigued to hear about it. Please tell me. Yeah, well, I'm not, I'm not that far in. I think I'm on like the third episode of it. So it stars um, Hugh Grant and Nicole Kidman. And can I just say, so pleased to see Nicole back on screens ever since Big Little Lies because not seen her in a couple of years and I've missed her. Yeah, she is. She's great. She's, she's very good in things. I, I think I always like, um, she's like one of those actresses been around like my whole life. 
Um, and you always just sort of like, oh yeah. And then as you become an adult, you're like, oh yeah, Nicole Kidman. Yes, very good. <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know whether it's because I'm just sort of like noticing Nicole Kidman in that way more now or whether or not it's because she's just getting better and better, possibly both. But um, yes. I think she's brilliant in this. She has a lot of great velvet coats. Her hair is looking absolutely gorgeous. And um, yeah, it's it's a really good, compelling series if you like a kind of um, high entertainment sort of whodunit murdery series. Nice. Um, so yeah, it's that's basically what it's about. It's about this this couple in New York and um somebody maybe does something wrong and somebody is maybe accused of doing a murder of somebody. And I don't want to do any spoilers because people get angry, but um that is kind of what it is broadly about. And um Nicole Kidman is just kind of like in the thick of all of this and has to work out what's going on basically. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really intriguing. It's so watchable and, um, they're both really good in it. I never would have had Hugh Grant and Nicole Kidman down as a pair, but, um, yeah, it's, it's good. And I, I like it. And I just like things that are set in places that I want to be, i.e. Manhattan, because it's, it's nice to to see things, you know? Absolutely, I agree. Um, yes, that is the case. Uh, I like that too, where you where you get to sort of escape a bit through telly or films or whatever, and be like, "Oh, look, look at that place! Oh, do you remember that place? <laughs> yeah, it's nice. Yeah, sounds really um, good. I'll definitely be watching that. Any new series on your end? Uh, no, I mean, mostly I've been re-watching Gilmore Girls with my sister, obviously an eternal classic. So, uh, that's what we put on while she's sort of breastfeeding and we just need like something to put on in the background and it's perfect. Um, you just get more and more annoyed by how annoying Rory Gilmore is now though, because well, I do. I feel like the glass has shattered a little bit for me. Yes. Well, interestingly, today we were just talking about how annoyed we were with basically everyone on that program and how like it was really hard to like watch now because we'd like just so annoyed with them and like how the only person who's actually basically not annoying is the person who's apparently annoyed all the time which is Luke and that's because he's rightly annoyed all the time because everyone is so annoying (laughs) yeah true and I think that actually the more I watch it the less annoyed I get with Paris and the more I'm just like I can understand that Paris as well. Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, like, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it has its flaws. Absolutely. But it is still very uh, watchable and nice. And also has that sort of escapism-y feel of like, oh, look, eternal autumn. How lovely. (laughs) Paris, Paris was done dirty um, in that series. I think I actually, um, I actually follow a few like Gilmore Girls TikToks because obviously, and one of the ones that I follow is this guy who, so, you know, obviously everyone who's watched Gilmore Girls knows how densely packed it is filled with references. Yeah. So he um, unpacks Gilmore Girls jokes that you might that might have gone over your head the first time you watched it because a lot of the references are really really niche things um that you can't you know an average person would not be expected to know about some kind of like 1950s film noir actress like yes all these sort of random references so um it shows like the clip of the joke and then it it, like explains the joke and I know normally like explaining a joke isn't funny and this isn't funny either but it's just interesting because the whole series is so packed with them and I think you kind of get so overloaded with them you end up kind of just accepting that you're not going to understand some of what's going on and just sort of 
it goes over your head after a while. But um, if you come across that on the algorithm, it is one to follow if you're a Gilmore Girls fan. Yeah, that sounds really good. I mean, yeah, Gilmore Girls is, and I think that's one of the other things, if you watch too much of it in a row, it's so relentless and it's like, the the dialogue is insane. So like, it is like a bit like, after a while. So, but I still love it loads. So, you know, just been watching that. But aside from that, I did finally watch, I, I righted a wrong, I righted, I, I write it, I wrote a wrong. <laughs> I think righted a wrong is is fine. Thank you so much. Um, I righted a wrong in my life and I finally watched on Saturday night, Mamma Mia 2. Here we go again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, did you watch it with Sophie? Yes. So um, we watched, we used the teleparty app, which is why I know about it now. Um, And I'd seen Mamma Mia one obviously um and i'd never seen mamma mia 2 here we go again uh we watched it and oh my god what a what a joy i mean it's just ridiculous um the sort of the plot is just uh you know completely unwieldy and like stupid but it is everything you need when you just want to watch something very light-hearted and fun and with loads of great songs especially i mean particularly if you like abba would probably help um and obviously spoiler alert but it's not really a spoiler because it's been out for a couple of years the stunning uh entrance of Cher for the last like what 10 minutes <laughs> yeah when she's like one pixel of glowing yeah. moonlight <laughs> yeah and she just comes she just appears and like literally just like showed up for her paycheck Diz does like one song and that's it and then yeah they like have like absolutely force in like a plot line between her and this man that's on the island so that she can have a song to yeah, sing Fernando yeah. obviously um and then yeah that's basically it but I, I loved it loads it was so fun to sort of just watch something that's so like ridiculous and camp and just uh did, did you, did you cry about about Meryl Streep being dead because I definitely did when I saw it at the cinema um no I didn't um I because I I'd forgotten that that was the case, but I remembered it as when it literally happened. I went like, oh yeah, like I already knew. So like, I was like, oh, then I was like, oh, I was like, oh, she absolutely like noped out of there. Like, I was like, I'm not doing another one. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, I would recommend if, if you want something just fun and joyful to watch for a couple hours, just, you know, you can't go wrong with a, with a musical. So absolutely suggest it. I do love Mamma Mia. It needs to get its mind in about um, its fat phobia across both of the movies. But um, other than that, it is good. Yes, I agree. Is there anything you've watched on the big screen to small screen, as it were? Well, a small screen um, contribution that I have um, this week is from Netflix. And it's one that we happened upon completely by chance. And we're absolutely thrilled to discover in my constant pursuit of Christmas films that not only was this a Christmas film, but it was a lesbian Christmas film. So, what? yes, you you heard me. You heard me. So, um it's on Netflix and I highly, 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 highly recommend that you watch it. And it is called A New York Christmas Wedding. You did suggest this in the group chat and I, I didn't have a chance to like look at it yet or anything, but um, it sounds like everything probably I've ever wanted. So yeah, what a recommendation. So it's actually 
all the more interesting because not only is it a lesbian Christmas movie, which we basically have never had, but it's also a lesbian Christmas movie whose protagonist is a person of colour, which is even rarer, let's be honest. So it's just so good to see, so refreshing. And um, it has all of the elements that I love. It's set in New York at Christmas. It has some elements of time travel and it does have a very camp guardian angel who comes at, you know, the very inopportune moments to um, ruin things, but also tell you about yourself. So yeah. Perfect. Um, what could we want? Yes. And I think someone, um, Autostraddle did a review of it. If you wanted to head over there to have a look at what they think. And I saw it on Instagram and someone had commented something underneath it saying this film was absolutely chaotic, but I loved it. And I think that is like such a true summary of the film. There is huge dollops of chaos that, that pepper the whole, that pepper the whole film. Definitely. And also the biggest and most random part of this, I mean, let's face it it is a very like low budget 50 pound film but what is so incongruous about it is that the guy who plays the like catholic priest because of course there is one is big from sex and the city (laughs) (laughs) oh my word they spent all their money on that probably and nothing on like plot or anything so oh wow oh my god perfect yeah i i enjoyed it so much um so i would i would highly recommend that for all the reasons that i said and yeah very very refreshing to see that to see lesbians being censored in a christmas movie which you never get and within that um yeah a person of color being the lead character which um obviously don't get to see nearly enough as we should be seeing it so yeah and also it's just a fun story and got all of the usual pillars of a stunning christmas film so go and watch that and be delighted So we know what we've been watching, but what have we been listening to? Any podcast recommendations for this week? Um, So I just have a couple quick ones. So I wanted to, I found a new podcast via like, um, I wanted to listen to um, Naomi Klein, who's a writer and sort of social activist. I wanted to listen to her like on a podcast because often when I'm like, I've heard of somebody who, you know, might be an interesting person to read their books of or learn more about like what they've got to say. I always find like a really easy and accessible way to do that is like find them like a podcast with them on to like just first listen to them and see what I think about them kind of thing before I like go any further. So I just looked her up on like podcast app and she was on this podcast called um, How I Found My Voice, which uh, is hosted by Samira Ahmed. And it's just basically like uh, an interview style podcast where they talk to different people um, about basically sort of their like how they got into the sort of industry they're in and what sort of formed them as a person and what sort of formed their ideas and um, maybe their their work or uh, whatever they've gone on to do. So I listened to the one about Naomi Klein. I also listened to one about Philip Pullman because um, I'm in another Philip Pullman space because of His Dark Materials season two being out. And then I also listened to the one with Graham Norton who is obviously a big queer icon of this country and everywhere so um yeah I would recommend it if you sort of are interested in like people's childhoods and what sort of has formed them it's just a nice very like pleasant interview style podcast which um I really enjoyed actually because I don't often listen to those kinds of podcasts but um finding it very sort of soothing and it's got like a nice bit of um like jazz music in the in the middle of like segments which I really enjoy as well (laughs) yeah I always find that like podcasts that are a bit more gentle and do have that sort of jazz element always make me feel like such a woman 
just such a grown-up listening to things like how you'd like listen like you'd like stay over at your friend's house and then like the parents would be like listening to the archers the next day and you'd be like oh this is so dignified (laughs) (laughs) or was that just me as a very strange teenager (laughs) probably Well, you've just painted a, an absolute picture of uh, your uh, growing, how you found your voice. But um, yeah, no, I, I do feel that about mainly about jazz and stuff like that. So um, yeah, I'm like, oh, I should be like in the bath with a glass of red wine listening to the candle, surely. <laughs> um, yes, I do agree with that. Um, yeah, so I listened to that. And then similarly, I also listened to a couple episodes of Bullseye with Jesse Thorne. Um, so Jesse Thorne is the host of Jordan Jesse Go, which is a podcast I probably mentioned before, which is one of my favorite, like go to sort of silly podcasts, um, which I just love loads. But Bullseye is Jesse Thorne's NPR show. So it's like um, a proper, you know, like a like a big radio show with like serious interviews with um, guests. And I listened to the episode with absolute icon Catherine O'Hara off of Moira Rose from Schitt's Creek who we all love the most um which was really fun um and she's just a joy to listen to on anything so I'd recommend that if you're a fan of hers she is lovely and then I also listened to a more recent episode which was with Laura Jane Grace who is the lead singer from Against Me who we are fans of I haven't seen them um, do anything for ages. Yeah. Um, so she's released a new album, um, actually, of all songs that, mainly of songs that were sort of written during lockdown, but also other ideas that were sort of in like her, her slate anyway. And she talks about that. She talks about Against Me and about how they sort of started out and stuff like that. And a bit about her transition in the public eye and stuff like that. So it's a really like good podcast to listen to if you're interested in Laura Jane Grace at all, which um, I very much am. So I would recommend oh, yeah. that as well yeah oh, I can't wait to listen to that that's a great wreck thank you yeah. what about you have you been listening to any yes so um I think one I already mentioned to you this week so I was enjoying it so much was um Lin-Manuel Miranda on Desert Island Discs so I just enjoy listening to Lin-Manuel so much on podcasts because he is such a passionate man like he has things to say and he feels so passionately about all of them and, and I, I just love that as a character um as, as a character trait in people you know people who really do um like the things that they like and really like them and are unapologetic and enthusiastic about those things and he's definitely one of those people has such passion for what he um for what he does and for music and for rap and it's just so interesting to listen to someone who is so in that world and just loves it in the way that that he does and at the time that it was recorded he was in Cardiff filming his dark materials so for him he was describing that as like his his holiday and he moved his whole family out there and his son is obsessed with dragons and they're obviously surrounded by loads of castles and history so he spent all their spare time just like going to all of these castles in Wales and I thought that was really cute That's and cute. obviously he had some um, great song choices and um, loads of really interesting things to say about kind of how he how he grew up in New York and the work that he does in Puerto Rico and yeah just a really interesting nice cool guy and I just love him and I love anything about Hamilton so listen to that if you can't get enough of Lin-Manuel like me. I also listened to I think the newest podcast from Hillary Clinton's new new podcast series called You and Me Both and um, it was a food one and one of the guests that it had on was Absolute Angel Samin Nosrat off of Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat, Fame, who really does give me some queer energy. I'm not going to lie to you. 
I, I I get that energy, you know, not not saying anything, not purporting anything, but I get that energy as well. Yeah. Um absolute top hun. So she was talking about how she kind of um came to get involved in the world of food and um just her sort of coming up in that world the sort of struggles and successes that she's had and just I think about the kind of state of food politics in the US at the moment so that was really interesting as well absolutely loves to mean anything that she does I will listen to or watch I listened to Aubrey Gordon on I Weigh Jamila Jamil's podcast so Aubrey Gordon is um, an activist who does a lot of work around um, fat politics and is incredibly knowledgeable and intelligent in basically all of those all of those areas and whenever you listen to anything that they're on you will always learn something new that you just never knew before and there'll be like some element of your mind that will be blown by the things that they say so if you're looking to educate yourself in that area I would definitely listen to them and also follow them on Instagram they are your fat friend and um, why are your fat friend really really good interesting person to get to know on social media and then lastly I listened to um, Kevin Hart on Conan O'Brien needs a friend um that was particularly interesting because he was talking about um, his position as being one of the most successful black men ever and about how he kind of, he struggles with that success in the sense of always feeling in, um, I think, you know, the, the, the racial climate of the US and more broadly the world, that that's going to be taken away or, or questioned in or undermined in some way and how he kind of like lives with that how that actually propels him forward to succeed more and to um, kind of open doors for other people and to give them um, opportunities for success and um, I think it was just a really quite frank conversation between the two of them and just sort of explaining that although you might get to a certain level of fame or or wealth or status there's actually you know this whole undercurrent which scares him but also drives him and yeah it was quite kind of it was quite kind of like a vulnerable conversation um to have and yeah it was it was really interesting to kind of see that side of him because obviously you just kind of like mainly see the the comedian and um the sort of funny acts on tv and on podcasts and stuff so it was kind of interesting to um hear him speak about some of those issues as well yeah nice great slate there we've given you of loads of interview podcasts basically listening to loads of different people talk about stuff but what more could you want? I mean, it's good to learn things from loads of different people. So I think it's about time we head over to the little part of our podcast where we like to talk about things that we're maybe not quite so on board with. It's time for... I don't agree with it. So I believe that we have a joint I don't agree with it this week as it is something that we wanted to talk about that uh, we definitely are not uh, so pleased about. Um, so it's been in the news this week that school LGBT bullying projects have been axed by the government in England. So the funding has been pulled by the government to help uh, back projects which tackle bullying of LGBT students in England's schools. So this has come uh, despite an earlier pledge to continue investing in school programs targeting homophobic, biphobic and transphobic bullying. Um, however, the funding has been pulled 
anyway um so obviously this is incredibly disappointing uh news to be faced with um especially at a time where you know we all know uh, or i think we are aware of the fact that um lgbtq plus hate crimes are on the rise um as opposed to uh getting any better um and therefore the need for these kind of um schemes in schools uh where you know we learn a lot of stuff as kids um are more necessary than ever i would say and it is a shame that our government has decided to pull this funding um and not back this anymore um and it's just very disappointing i think there will you know there's a lot of people who don't agree with it and there is a lot of still um non-government funded causes which work towards you know uh, help helping uh, fight against bullying in schools and uh, around children and stuff like that so there there's still a great organizations who are going to do the work but there's going to be a lot more work for them to do uh, when your government isn't backing you as well so it's just very disappointing to hear that yeah it really is life and death stuff as we all know especially in the last um year 18 months where we have seen these hate crimes rise i think you know as we have seen, a really big contributor to kind of shifting the dial in kids' attitudes towards queer people and sort of, you know, changing perceptions or challenging perceptions in a positive way has really um, a, a, a big sort of carrier of that weight has been entertainment. And I think that entertainment has done so much to carry that in the past couple of years. You only have to think about, I think probably the first example of it is probably something like Glee. Fast forward to 2019 and we had shows like Euphoria and Sex Education have done loads to challenge perceptions of queerness um, in the mainstream. But, you know, as, as we've all said, it shouldn't really be down to entertainment on its own to kind of be to be shifting that that dial. It needs to come from you know areas like government and it shouldn't be you know drip fed just through entertainment or just through separate charities or organizations to do all of that work it needs to be an aligned and unified effort because you know as as we've all seen there are lives on the line but you know I can only hope that that continued effort from those places and from those resources are going to flourish and we are going to see them carry on doing all of that great work and um, it will you know diversity and inclusion will be reflected ever the more in um, all of the entertainment that you know young people are are consuming but it does need to be reinforced in the more sort of formal setting of of school and in government as well to sort of make that lasting impact so yeah it's not the news that we wanted to hear I mean it was also reported that this scheme was going to end this year you know it was only gonna be in existence for x amount of time but obviously it could have been renewed and it it wasn't so um really disappointing but we can't lose hope and we must you know carry on fighting for diversity inclusion representation in all of the ways that we can that we can get it but yeah um a more aligned approach is is always the best one so before we go um i just thought we'd do a quick note that uh if you were uh inclined to it would be great if you could 
rate and review our podcast on whatever sort of app you use, wherever you listen, um, because it really does help us out. Um, and, you know, if you're feeling like, you know, in the giving festive spirit, then, uh, you know, why not give us a little five stars and a little review? We would absolutely love to see it. It really, really is the way to help out podcasts that you like. So if you're a fan, we would be very grateful if you would give us a subscribe, subscribe, rate and review all the things they say. And whilst we wait for your reviews to see stack up under our virtual Christmas tree like little presents. We will be loving you, leaving you, and longing for you until next time. Bye! And I'm losing, I'm like, I'm like losing, I'm like...